Hey guys, welcome to the Her Mind Matters podcast. Each week, I will take you on a journey where we dive deeper into the topics of mindfulness, body and self-image, relationships, sex, and business. I'm a hairstylist and have been an entrepreneur for five years now. My badass co-host, Marcy, who is a photographer, has owned her own business for four. These topics will reflect our own personal experiences wrapped up into 30 minutes. It's easy to listen to and you are able to apply them to your busy lives. As a stylist, I love making others feel beautiful. And of course, hair and makeup matter to me, but her mind matters more as I believe everything in life is mind over matter. So join us every week with an open heart and an open mind as we give no fucks. Mind Matters podcast. Yay! Yay! So let's recap. I feel like everyone's intrigued after the uh, last episode last week. So your date. My date. How was it? There wasn't one. What? (laughs) So here's the story. So he was supposedly out of town for the weekend for the 4th of July. Okay. Legit. Sure. And he was coming back in on Sunday and it was late and I'm a grandma and I was like, I'm not going out at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> grandma. I'm like, sorry, it's not happening. No. 11 o'clock is too it's late. It's too late. For a date. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, that's not a date. That's a hookup. Yes. That's like one of my rules. Like anything past 10 p.m. like isn't a good thing. Yes. At all. That's right. So I was like, okay, for sure, no. Mm-hmm. So he was like, okay. Dinner places like aren't even open. Right. <laughs> I'm like, especially on a Sunday night. Like oh, what? Oh, no. Mm-mm. So I was like, no, you know, tomorrow. So then the next day comes, and he's supposed to take a nap, rest up from his trip home, and then we're going to go get dinner. Sure. Well, he started snapping me, and I was like, shouldn't you be asleep? Okay, wait. Sorry. Snap. Snap. Snapchat? Snapchat. Oh, I didn't realize that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he starts snapping I, You me. think you're a grandma. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> he starts snapping me. Okay. And I'm like, shouldn't you be asleep? Ha, ha, ha. You know, whatever. He was like, yeah, send me a pic. So I send him a picture. Mind you, this photo is fully closed. Okay. Oh, no. Where is this going? Okay. I have clothes on my entire body. Okay. Down to shoes. My okay. parents with my daughter. Okay. Okay. So I sent him a photo just thinking like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll get a picture back. I get a full-on dick pic. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That happens? Like, people do this? Yes, Marcy. Unfortunately, this is today's dating society. Oh my god. Like, dick pics are a thing. I'm sorry, my husband doesn't send me pictures of his Right? I was literally telling my friend that. I was like, okay, you know, I was married for six years, and my husband didn't even send me a damn dick pic of him. I mean, I send sexy pictures of myself. I'll send a sexy photo, that's fine. But, no. No. Never. So, golden rule trumps all. (laughs) The golden rule. For men and women. For men and women. No dick pics. No dick pics. Dick Unless someone specifically asks you Thank for you. a photo of your penis, do not send do one. not send one. No, under any circumstance. No, I don't care if a woman sends you a picture of her vagina. You do not send her a picture of your penis unless she asks for one. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> dicks are not attractive. I don't care who you are. I mean, some dicks are attractive. I mean, if you're Jane Tatum, but like, okay, I was just so underwhelmed. So then that's it. So that was it. I done. Yeah, I literally replied, gross. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, too far? Question mark? And I he had to ask? I know. And I said, yep, you had to go ruin a good thing with a dick pic. Oh, my God. And I said, nice knowing you. Wow. And that was it. So that's it. He didn't respond. I didn't continue. That's it. Yep. Dunzo. 
Wow. So there was no date. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Old Molly wouldn't have done that. Oh. No, old Molly would have been like, oh, whatever. Guys will be guys. Yeah. Okay, I'll see you in 30. No. Old Molly would have just, like, let it slide. Wow. Here's here's something. So I feel like a lot of times in dating, for me personally, because it's my Mm -hmm. personal experience. Sure. I feel like the peer pressure, let's talk about nudes for a second. Okay. I feel like women get peer pressured into them. Sure. Because it's so normal. Sure. I feel like it's a normal thing and it's just suggested as like what comes next in like a texting relationship. Sure. And I think it's like a crock of shit. Okay. And I got, I feel like I was pressured into a lot of nudes over last summer. Mm. And that was kind of one of my rule of thumbs moving into this next year and this like next dating season of mine. Yeah. I even was telling Dakota, one of my girls, I was like, no sexting until I've had sex with him. Yeah. And then she was like, absolutely, stick to your So, so what's your rule on sex? My rule on sex, this is a good question. Yeah. I made all these rules for myself, so I'm so stoked. So okay. I'm like, just applying them. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how I do it. <laughs> My set rules. Yeah. Attention. But for me, it's like a consistent month of going on dates. Yeah. Like, there's a four-date rule, fine, but that, that happens in a month, not fine. Like, it has to be a month for me. Okay. Because I feel like, one, any guy who's going to wait and hold out, he's worth it. Oh my goodness! If if they're not gonna wait, then they're they're yes. fucking go to the curb. Damien and I waited. Yeah, for Levi a very and I long waited time. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like those just separate the boys from the men. Yes. So for me, it's like a month. Because like a relationship isn't sex. Like no, sex is part of a relationship, but it's not the only part of a Absolutely relationship. Absolutely not. Yeah. Mm-mm. Good. A month. A month yeah. is a good rule. A month is a good rule. Yeah. I feel like month is doable too. Sure. Even if you're a very sexually driven person, you can do a month. You should do a month. Yeah. It's easy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No. Going back to sex with yourself. Sex with yourself. I literally just released a blog with that. Yeah. Yes. So, having sex with yourself. And I feel like that's also something that's, like, very shameful. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about masturbating enough and they don't talk about it enough with girlfriends. I feel like even girls are weird about talking about it. Yeah. And I find that it's just, like kind of disheartening because you I brought it up in like past friendships and they're like what you do that and I'm like bitch so do you don't lie like we all and if you haven't done it you should yeah and if you haven't done it then we need to be talking about it for sure I just think it's a conversation that needs to be on the table more Mm -hmm. often yeah what do you think oh a hundred percent I mean I I just recently actually talked about it with my 14 year old daughter yes so I mean we need to be talking to our kids about it so that it's normalized yes I feel like and then it's not shameful because it's yes. just part of normal conversation. That's what I was going to say. I feel like when we as generations before us have just like brushed things under the rug mm-hmm. and they make them like hush-hush topics that we're not allowed to talk about. Right. One, we want to sit them fear. out more. It's it fear. Is. It's, it's 100% it's fear. It's scary. It I is. mean, don't get me wrong. It, it's scary to talk to your kids about sex. Yeah. I mean, I just have, like, the worst memories that my mom tried to talk to me about sex, and I was like, I don't want that to exist for me. No. So, no. talking about it sooner the better. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, sure, maybe it's going to be an awkward conversation, but I'd rather an awkward conversation than an oh shit or putting themselves in situations that they don't know how to get out of or they don't know that they have control in. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that that's really important. So see, look at us talking about all the things. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, so no date. No date. No sex for a month. That's good. No sexting until I've had sex. Mm -hmm. And I'll just have sex with myself. Yeah. Done. Done, done, and done. Yeah. <laughs> and even when you're married, you can still have sex with yourself. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> you got to keep the train running. So you, you got to, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you got to really keep it oiled. Well oiled machine. Well oiled. <laughs> but I feel like so. So the date didn't happen. So I was like bummed. Like of sure. course, like I was standing my ground, solid and firm with him. But then I was like, well, shit. Well, that sucks. There went that exciting new adventure. You know right. what I mean? So then I got back on my damn online dating websites oh, and boy. I was prowling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think it takes me back to a very young age when I kind of discovered that like my attention and my affection for my father was lacking. Mm. I mean, so you were seeking out attention. For from, sure. From yeah, a very young age. Absolutely. I can relate to that 100%. From, I, I like, literally probably like 13 and on. Right. And up until, like, recently, like, up until, like, the past couple years, I feel like I've been that way. Because even in my marriage, I felt that, you know, because of the lack of love for my father, I was, like, a little more needy than I probably should have been in a marriage. And I felt like I was, I don't know how to describe it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when you are, like, missing love from a parent Mm -hmm. in a certain way that you're expecting. Yeah. Then you have to fill those, those voids. Yeah, and I just tried to my entire life fill those voids with, with boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was always like that girl. Like, well, my parents, like my mom and my stepdad, were really strict. Okay, and so I was grounded ninety percent of my middle we school, talk about this. Yes, same, high same, school years same. because yeah. of boys. Yes, like. I was always grounded. I was always dating boys who were too old and they found out. So I was grounded. Mm-hmm. I was just always doing all the things I shouldn't be doing. And so, yeah. But it, it was me, I think, internally, like, crying for that attention that, like, okay. I wasn't receiving. How, how do you think that boys were filling that attention for you? Like, um, even up to now. Temporarily. I right. think it was just, like, me wanting to feel wanted by mm-hmm. a man because I never felt wanted for my father. Like, I never felt... Like, he loved me because I felt like he loved his alcohol more. Mm. So I feel Mm. like I was always second best to his addiction and to his lifestyle that he chose, like, over my mother and I. Because they divorced when I was seven, and he had lots of ultimatums, and he had lots of opportunities to choose us. Right. But he he didn't. didn't. No, he chose them. So I think when... So any boy's attention was the boy choosing you. Yes. Basically. Basically. From a very young age on. And I feel like I'm just now coming into my own where I'm realizing... Any attention isn't always the best attention. Right. Like, it should be certain attention, and mm-hmm. you should set your standards, and you should have those expectations and follow through with them. Because I felt, looking back, a lot of my heartbreak and a lot of situations I got myself in, I, I put myself there. Okay. For sure. Because yeah. of just the attention that well, I Well, you just getting. didn't feel like you were enough, and so mm-hmm. boys were telling you, mm-hmm. you are, yes. because I like you right now. Yes. And then when they weren't, yeah. it just, like, takes you back into yeah. that place. Isn't it funny, like, all of this, in, you know, has transpired, like, because, like, I didn't get fatherly love. And mm-hmm. so now I'm looking at it in, like, a lover's love. Isn't that weird? Yeah. How, like, it transfers in so many different areas I think it's just, like that, mascu- like, that masculine energy. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Because I've never really had that, like, solid foundation of that. Right. Growing up. So... So you just look for it. Yeah. And I feel like even in my marriage, like, my ex-husband took on more of, like, a father figure for okay. me. Like, providing. Yeah. He was more of a provider for me. You know, he made sure we had a roof over our head, food on the table, and very nice things in life. And anything extra that I made was, like, our spend, spending money, basically. Okay. But I feel like, yeah, I kind of, like, took Like, on, he filled that role for you. Yeah, 100%. But that's the only role that he filled for you. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. but do you see how you didn't have that, and so you were looking for that for your daughter? Yeah. Basically. That's so true. Yeah. 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 We always kind of like, 
I always looked back on my dad and I was like, you know, I'm never going to drink like that and I don't want to be anything like him. And so that makes perfect sense why I would find a spouse who is not like him so that they would be the father that he wasn't for me. Right. For her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what do you think that you are looking for now? Hmm. Do you think that you're looking for somebody like your dad now? Or do you think that you know that that's not? No, I think that I'm... I think that I am in a place right now where I'm looking internally and I'm trying to like do the work inside to heal from the inside out mm-hmm. so that I am no longer just like filling voids left and right. And I totally get that. You know what I mean? And then when the right person comes along, then I'm like whole and complete in myself and then I know my worth and my value. And then I feel like I'll be at a completely different like level. I feel like so much of this is like an empowerment journey. A hundred. It's a relationship journey, but it's also like your relationship with yourself. I think that that's what I'm finding to be more important is like my relationship with myself mm-hmm. and the love I internally give myself. Um, right. Because I think that, you know, monkey see monkey do. And like how I treat myself is how everyone else is going to treat me. Sure. So I have to be really respectful to myself and... But ultimately, you have to be happy with yourself, whether you have a partner or not. So finding that Mm -hmm. deep within you, Mm -hmm. that happiness and whatever that looks like for you is what's going to make it easier. You know, even when you have a fight with a, you know, Mm -hmm. with a potential, you know, partner, Mm -hmm. then you still feel okay with yourself. Yeah, I think that that's really important because I think a lot of times we as women and men too, I'm sure they do it all the time, mm-hmm. but we put too much pressure on someone else to provide mm-hmm. our happiness Yeah, and we don't put enough pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we don't take responsibility for our happiness for sure. and then we just put that blame on everyone else. They're like, well, they did this and they did that. Okay, well, what the fuck have you not been doing? Right. And I feel like that goes back to your dad, too, because yeah. ultimately he isn't happy with himself. No, So how could he ever be the person for you that you needed yeah, him to be? Yeah, he was never going to be the dad that I needed him to be. But looking back on a quote um, from a Netflix thing, I know you've watched it. Okay. It's fucking Tony Robbins. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you are yeah. not my guru. But um, he does, like, interventions and stuff in there, and I'm not going into all that. But he has this one with this girl, and she's about okay. my age. And he, you know, brings her up. He's like, what's going on in your life? What's your problem? And she's like, oh, you know, I'm not happy with my dieting and my exercise routines and all this stuff. And he's like, okay, you know, whatever. Asking her all these questions. And then he asks her a question, you know, whose love did you desire more, your mom or your dad's? Okay. And he was like, stop and think before you answer it. Sure. And she paused and she was like, I'd say my dad's. And he was like, well, why? And she's like, because I never got it. Mm. So really, like, where I feel like masking all of these surface level issues like right. for her it was dietary needs right. for me it's like love I want a man sure but for me it's like I really don't want a man I just wanted my dad to love me yeah you know what I mean yeah. so it's like all of these surface- the root cause goes yes. back to your parents yes 100%. any of it uh-huh I feel like anything that you can and not sitting here like blaming no, our parents no, blame me. no like we're both moms like I'm gonna fuck my daughter up for sure <laughs> but I think that you know, you have the opportunity to break the cycle mm-hmm. in life and and stop that from repeating itself. Right. And there's a, there's also a difference between like saying that something in your childhood caused issues that you have now and blaming. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think there's such a difference. It's easier to blame. Yeah, you know, because you can live for the rest of your life and say, "Well, my mom or my dad did this to me, and that's why I'm like this." Yeah, I mean, you could live forever like that. Yeah. But if you're going to blame them for that, you have to blame them for all of the good that they brought in your life too. Yeah. Because my my dad being absent and being an alcoholic who then led to drug abuse and, you know, literally has been MIA for years at times. 
I wouldn't be the Molly that I am today. Right. And like, I wouldn't be this strong, independent woman knowing my worth and knowing that I can't let my ex-husband treat me this way and my daughter this way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it just like really changed things for me. So I have to blame him for all that bullshit as long with the good. Yeah. You have to blame him for the bad stuff. And then you also have to say, well, thank you. Yeah. Because I am the person that I am now because Mm -hmm. of the person that you were. Yeah. And he was never cut out to be a good dad. Because mm-hmm. that's not what I came here for, apparently. Right. That wasn't my lesson. That wasn't my journey. Right. Or that was your lesson. Yeah. Well, that is my lesson. That's your for lesson. Sure. <laughs> it's to stand in the fact that you didn't have a supportive dad, mm-hmm. but you're still capable of finding a supportive person for your daughter yeah. and standing in your own truth, even without a supportive dad yeah. behind you. I think that that's so true. Look yeah. at us. All these nuggets. Mind blowing moments. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a second. So we're so excited to be in a new space today, actually recording our episode. For those of you that live locally, we're in Westerville, Ohio, and we're currently nested up at the Nest Coworking Space, and it's a really cool environment. So it's made for entrepreneurs and smaller businesses that are either just getting started or not wanting things with a huge commitment. They have memberships you can pay into. You can actually rent a certain office monthly. Um, And if you mention this for My Matters podcast, you can actually do a test flight. um, And you get a complimentary day pass. They have, like, bottomless coffee and so much of a, like, amazing environment here. So check out The Nest Coworking. To check them out, you can go to www.thenestcoworking.com. They're located on Sunbury Road, and you can also find them on Instagram and Facebook. And we're back. (laughs) So, so you don't feel like your dad was the person that you needed him to be. Correct. And you feel like you weren't getting the love and support that you needed. Right. What else do you think that like you were missing from that relationship with him that you think that you filled? Um, I think a lot of things got filled as far as like even financially being supported. Okay. Um, yeah, you said like Levi was financially provided for me. And then I think even like when my, my dad left my mom, well, vice versa, we left his ass. But I feel like when we left him, like, my mom just took on so many roles that, like, one of the roles she took for me was, like, providing, of course. Single mom. Yeah. They were so hard. You play both sides. And then I was making her a little busy taxi driver because I cheered and did mm. gymnastics and yeah. all these things. So, like, life was very busy, and I never really got those life lessons of, like, how to balance a checkbook, mm. how to, like, financially save money, and, like... Mm-hmm. I didn't have a good concept of money. Okay. And I feel like a lot of my friends get that from their father and, like, because they're the oh, provider of the that's family. A good point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's the role that they take on, especially in prior generations. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I didn't get that stability sense. And it's, it's hurt me a lot in life. Like, you definitely didn't learn that. No. I'm having to, like, relearn that now and teach that to myself and, in turn, trying to teach Hattie at a very young age, like, the value of money. Because up until, like, literally leaving my husband, I didn't really understand it. I'm going to be honest. Like, I understood money. I'm not saying that. Right. But I understood how to fucking spend it. Yes. I didn't understand the necessity behind, like, having, like, a rainy day fund and, like, having a savings cushion. And Mm -hmm. a 401k did not mean shit to me at the time. Right. And I'm in an industry where, like, that's not even an option. Like, I have to out-seek my own. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you are the same way. Yeah. Especially as, like, your own being an entrepreneur. Like, that's just not something that's, like, provided for us. Mm -hmm. And with my ex, I was like, well, he has 401k. I'm fine. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I, I like, kind of feel that way a little bit about Damien. So uh-huh. I can totally relate. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. And now being a single mom and like stepping into that role that my mother was in, it's, it's very different now. Mm-hmm. I didn't have those life skills that I feel like I, I should have set myself up for. So I'm now at 29. Now you're learning them. Now I'm learning them. Like, what are you doing? Oh, well, I try not to shop. Okay. Yeah. And my I, mom, my mom was a shopaholic, so yeah. I feel like I like went total. Do you feel opposite. like you're the opposite? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like to cope from that. Yeah. I think that I had to train myself to be that way, though. I definitely wasn't like that. No, I feel like it's something first. we all have to like train ourselves to be because instinctually, I don't feel like we're like that. But it's like filling voids, right? So yeah. like shopping fills a void. But I think that goes back to my father. Like I. When I shop, it's like an addiction to me, mm-hmm. and it's like a temporary state of mind. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get these shoes, or I'm going to buy this purse, and I'm going to feel so good about it. And then a week later, I'm like, well, that was a fucking waste of $50. Mm-hmm. So it's like a temporary, but it's for sure a temporary void I'm feeling. Oh, 100%. So yeah, and I think that that goes back to like enoughness too. Like you don't feel like you have enough. You don't feel like you are enough. Yeah. So I'll be enough if I have this purse. Yeah, I, I'll be enough if I had like everything new for my bathroom yes. because then my bathroom will be cute enough. Yeah. But, who but for, for what? For, for why? Yeah. <laughs> for what? But really it's such a good point because so now you're trying to get like more, more stable in your own financial situation. Yes. Yeah. But I think that you think about money differently too. I do. I have a completely different relationship with money. And one of the books that helped me get there was you're a badass mm-hmm. and it really mm-hmm. changes your perspective and your mindset. Um, and I know you have it too, but for Christmas, I got Marcy and I these little calendars and you like rip them off as the days go by and it corresponds perfectly with the, you are a badass book. And a lot of them have to do with money mm-hmm. and some of them are even exercises. And one of the ones that really like shaped me was when oh, I had that to, changed. Woo, girl. I had to sit down and write a letter to money. Mm-hmm. Sounds stupid, but it's not. I had yeah. to write out a letter to money about, you know, I'm sorry I treated you this way. I'm sorry I thought about you like this. Like it was a person. Mm-hmm. Because in turn, energy is energy. And that's all money is, is energy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that really changed my viewpoint on money and how I looked at things. And now I have good savings in my bank that I have not had in 29 years. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I actually have a savings account now see, too. See, look at us. We're moving up in the world. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for tuning in this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you come back next week so you can continue on in the conversation with money and daddy issues and dick pics. No, I'm just kidding. Well, maybe. Who knows what's what's going to happen over the next week. But no, in all seriousness, I'm really looking forward to taking you guys on a journey of self-love and letting you know how I discovered my worth and how I'm still discovering it every single day. And I just really want to, I really can't tell you guys enough how much I appreciate the amount of support and outpouring messages and emails and comments that I'm getting. You guys seriously are just making this so worth it. And I'm so grateful for all of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you found value in this episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Please feel free to leave a review as well. I've loved reading through them and truly appreciate everyone's love and support. If you want to follow me along my journey in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at Molly's Main Life. You can also check out Marcy and all of her amazing photography work on Instagram at the Coterie Columbus. All of this information is also listed below in the details for spelling needs. Have a great week and we'll see you back here on Monday.